0: Welcome to episode six of Mondays with Mark, Putting the Motive in Automotive. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by David Azaini, Commercial Director of Ivor Searle and also President of the Federation of Engine Remanufacturers. David, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I want to talk um, about the role that the Federation has played in the past month or the past few months and is your role as president what what things has happened for the association um well we through the pandemic we've continued um to
1: stay open um and to support the members that they felt fit in their areas to continue to support whether it be key workers or whatever whatever sort of area they're in and whatever they needed to do i know quite a few shut down um which was some guidance from the government but um I think the ones that stayed open, we supported them in full, especially Owen, you know, he was contactable um, for the members. I think that was quite important, really, um, uh, to support them, especially even with things that we provide, even legal sort of advice Mm. um, through
0: through logistics. Because I think we've, obviously, we we talk a lot about garages, but... FER membership is, is very specialist and you're providing a very specialist service to, to customers. So, did you see in your own business the, um, a, a larger proportion of, of sort of engine rebuilders closing, more so than probably independent garages? And, and do you think that obviously, if you were able to stay open, that was, was key and, and, and probably held you in good stead going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag. I mean, there's a few engine remanufacturers, A lot, uh, quite a few do machining, uh, sort of block head machining and, and supporting you know, their um, communities with that. Um, sometimes the people that they were dealing with might have been on lockdown, on furlough. Um, so it depends how urgent them parts were. Mm. We've seen an increase, uh, well, we had to stay open, uh, we believe, to support key workers. Um, especially, we deal with um, blue light, we call it, which yeah. is ambulance, police, etc. So, we stayed open. We didn't stay as in maximum um, headcount on site. So, we had, we had you know, quite a few on furlough, but we still managed to carry on trading. Um, quite a decent proportion. Um, the biggest effect we've seen is we, I think, we gained quite a few new customers and old customers, um, and that was purely on the back of OE, OE sort of shutting down instantly. Mm. You know, the, the, their franchises, um, part supply, OEM shutting down mm. instantly, um, and I think. But you know they're probably admitting now that it was a bit of a panic mm. decision. Um, that had a little impact on our later engines and rebuilds, where um, you know we re- we rely a lot on OE- OEM parts, obviously. Yeah. And especially Ford, which had the biggest impact. Cause they're the most popular engines.
0: And but- how important is it for for yourself as as as, as FFR? president, the 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 association with its information through logistics, but also as as Iversell in these situations where people are looking for leadership, we see a lot of household names take a real step back. How important is that communication to, to existing customers and, uh, and just making sure that we are always in constant dialogue? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very important. I mean, a lot of companies,
1: the first thing was to do was cut back on spend, as far as a bit of marketing, maybe and stuff. But we carried on communicating. Is that what you're getting at? Yes. Uh, it, I, yeah, it. we carried on uh, communicating out weekly e-shots. You know, we are still open. Modified the website, the homepage. Mm. That they knew we were open, and obviously, um, you know, I'm sure some of the FER members who stayed open were doing the same that was critical um, because even old customers um, that haven't used us that maybe have switched to OEM. Yeah. Um, you know, the bigger the bigger guys out there, some of the fleets, they actually started using them us, um, because the OEMs were shut and um, they were surprised at the service.
0: And with regards um, to that uh... Sort of opening because if you think, you know, you and I uh, speak quite often, obviously about uh, how business is doing. We are seeing a lot of positivity around the marketplace where businesses are busy. Is that pent up demand? Is it, or is it something that, as you said, there's, there's a realization now of people are using businesses that they didn't think they could use or they they didn't know enough about
1: yeah there there is that i mean i think i mean let you know let's not fool ourselves it's not as back to normal Mm. as the previous year but i think you'll see um, a big impact coming on demand as far as remanufactured products um with the increase in delivery drivers out there literally right vans have um, gone up in price more online ordering more miles being done on the road, you know. Um, you know where you would go to a shopping centre and go into quite a few shops. It was all being done online. Each product was delivered by a van or mm. a person contracted out to one of the um, larger couriers. You know the guys. Yeah. And um, massive impact um, on used vans and cars. You know for smaller parcels you know all these um the contractors you know the contracts that were being signed up uh, for drivers you know they probably are not uh, the majority of them are not going to walk in an oe dealer and buy a brand new van and, at that point so the used market will have a knock-on effect when
0: you know they're doing more moles, more breakdowns more major units needed do you think i mean this is the, the uh, a bigger question in terms of where we'll be with the combustion engine in 2040 do you think this has delayed things now is uh, we, we were on a call um, last week and we were talking about the vehicle park is aging and that's obviously going to have an effect on the aftermarket but I think that you'll see um, a greater appreciation of people and their cars and then uh, I guess this leads to my second question they're going to need to trust their FER member uh, and obviously every automotive business uh, more so than they've probably ever done
1: Yeah, i think it probably will delay it a bit and um not only that i mean we are relying with this pandemic on a bit of a crystal ball situation but going forward you know if the oems panicked that quickly um with shutting down especially if you had a a, electric vehicle which they only could service or support Mm. you'd be in trouble yeah literally overnight you would be in trouble yet with the normal combustion engine plenty of people still out there including ourselves supporting them
0: yeah and from a commercial director point of view where uh, you're working for, for Iversell but also um, the FER role as well what what have you learned personally uh, are you able to there's a lot of talk about sales teams at the moment uh, are you able to, to communicate to sell uh, in, in a different way now yes I mean
1: it, it has changed I mean it, it's a slow process at the minute it's been um, you know with all the social distancing I think with um account managers on the road that's pretty much getting back to normal with factor visits um which they've got measures in place now you know to welcome um a yeah. sort of representative from each company right um as far as head office level quite a few people are still working from home um, in larger companies and will continue to work from home and that's more changed over to um, you know using zoom uh, Microsoft teams etc on more high- level meetings mm. yeah before you jump in the car go to the head office you sit there with the directors and the managers and um, you know do the deal but now it's the times are changing and it's more remote do you think we're working smarter it, it is smarter yes yeah for sure. Whether you have the same effect in a meeting over um, a computer rather than face-to-face, I'm still not 100% on that. Mm.
0: That's an interesting point. And just swinging back to the FDR, we have seen that the, the membership or the federation wants to expand its remit to, to target... Turbochargers, uh, sorry, the turbocharger market, but also the um, uh, transmission market. Uh, what's the reasoning and sort of thoughts behind that?
1: Well, I mean, it, it purely is, um, you know, the the amount of members we had and the amount of um, smaller remanufacturers struggling out there, and um, there's some bigger companies that can deliver next day delivery. Yeah, they you know couldn't, and it was, um, and it was a geographical thing, right? You know, like say we supply UK, Europe, anywhere. Yeah, you know, within two days we can have an engine in, you know, in in Italy. That's not a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that was a struggle, so we decided to open it up, so we can offer support to um, you know other remanufacturers like gearboxes and turbos. And um, not only keep the FER going, but members out there like the engine remanufacturers or the, re- you know, the people that just do the machining, they can still they can sell engines now and gearbox. Mm. You know, anybody that walks in, another
0: member if I do a different product I can capitalize on that. I think it's a good point about the the groups and the membership working together. Exactly. Because you've seen this happen in the last few uh, months haven't we with where partnerships have been formed and alliances and um, you know I obviously talk about the automotive support group on Facebook where there is a massive wealth of information and an exchange of ideas and I think that's that's obviously where the FER excels.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as, as a company, and it should be similar for the FER where, you know, we've taken our remanufacturing heritage and moved it on to different products. Mm. You know, the, the baseline of it, you know, it's a totally different product, totally, technically totally different, but it, it's there. And I think other members could do the same. Or even if members, like I said, even if they, they just do machining, and someone requires a different product from them, they can capitalise mm. on that, help their customer, and they know that they're getting it from a quality source because it will be another member.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, it's simple as uh, like that really, and I think it will work well. And um, so you can control the quality product within the UK, within the Federation. And
0: just talking about quality, has obviously the 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 level of entry into uh, the engine market, engine rebuilder market is, is, is quite high. Um, I know the FEI is doing a lot of training and partnering with different companies and even colleges. Uh, is this a concern for you going forward perhaps with social distancing or having the right skill set or do you think we'll work around that and get the, the people that we need into the sector?
1: I think it's up to the individual companies to work with that. I mean the skills the skills are not readily available so you you can't just um so if we get an an engine builder they don't just come in and hit the deck building engines you have to spend time money and effort training them in the way you work Mm. and the way a remanufactured engine should be built everyone the same every time yeah So if you can work on that philosophy and you can put the effort into the training, then the
0: people are out there. And it sounds obviously very sort of positive from our conversation today. There are a lot of opportunities uh, for the Federation, but also for Iversell. Um, what do you think some of your opportunities will be for your business going forward and, and how will you, uh, we talked about obviously you'll be doing business perhaps a little bit differently, but uh, is this part of, has this given you a bit of a reset button to be able to say, right, this is where we need to take the federation or this is where we need to take the business going forward? Yeah, I mean, definitely on the federation side, we've, you know, we've
1: been speaking about this for, um you know, quite some time now, but I think it's, you know it's going to accelerate the change um and the same in the business i mean one change i did see in the last uh, couple of months especially coming out of lockdown mm. was europe is flying at the minute right okay the actual um, increase in sales um now the demand i'm not sure what the demand's like out there but um I think it's the same thing with the OEMs out there where they're, you know, they they were sure they lost a bit of confidence in them, the, the actual customers, and maybe we're picking the pieces up in the UK. Right, okay. Yeah. So the
0: export market is very buoyant and continuing to grow. That's an interesting point Uh, because obviously export is something that lots of companies have been looking at. We've got Brexit implications as well, possibly coming up. Um, But at the moment, as you said, it seems pretty pretty buoyant.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, there obviously, there's no sanctions in place at the minute and all the extra paperwork you're going to have to do maybe. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, everybody's gearing up on that side to get the, the right knowledge and the, you know, or, or the admin in place, but the demand is there for sure.
0: Fantastic, as opportunities for for UK businesses. And what's the biggest piece of advice you could give uh, other businesses, other people, from what you've learned over the past six months? Say,
1: well, definitely try and stay open. That's for sure. Yeah, and just keep driving forward, and and uh, you know just keep um, trying to grow and trying to introduce a
0: new product if you can. So continue to move forward, continue to innovate, continue to, to push. And I guess it, it can feel like you're going you know, two steps forward and three steps back sometimes. But if you just keep digging away, you, you, you think there's a lot of opportunities there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, I'll, I'll use the word unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. We've had a bit of a knockback, but the market is still there. And I believe with the new normal and the online ordering is so huge. I think, um, you know, good businesses can capitalize on that. Especially with remanufactured product, which is the same quality as OE going forward. Yeah.
0: Cheaper price. Look forward to a very positive future. David Azani, thank you very much. Thank you.